All right, Tit. So today we uh, welcome you all to another installment of the Dismount Podcast. And today we are discussing. We are discussing. Would you rather be well-liked or well-respected? And how these topics might connect to each other and might not. How they relate back to us and what it actually means for us to think of ourselves as being well liked or being well respected and then what would what would someone else's opinion be of how you are perceived as that i'm talking about the overall collective of being well liked versus well respected and i was on it honestly i was trying to think of like can you think of a character and it doesn't have to be just a character from like a i'm thinking of just a person in pop pop culture in our society right now who is well liked and well respected and i was trying to dance around like all these different people and i found that i couldn't really put a put a category on how you categorize someone being like over 50 percent well liked and well respected and i thought of like the first person who came to mind was ryan reynolds actually interesting and i don't know if that's a wild thing to say, but it was just mainly because we were talking about the Wrexham and I mean, the dude's been in all kind of movies. He is definitely well liked in the atmosphere of Hollywood and entertainment and whatnot. And then on top of that, to be someone who has built out several different companies and also went and took like a soccer team like he did with the gentleman from uh, Always Sunny, which I'm going to mess up his name right now, and I feel like a dick for not knowing it. I, I do know it. Uh, him, but, yeah. I mean, that right there, just like taking a team and doing all that kind of stuff, yes, his you know popularity and different stuff like that probably helped project or you know send that team a little bit more kick to be able to get all that stuff rolling like the snowball going down the hill right i'm sure his popularity helped that out but to be able to do it with the class that they did to be able to do it the way that they did the mo- the documentary series and everything the only other person that i was thinking of too on top of that was uh matthew mcconaughey actually yes <laughs> And I mean, he is from what you get from just like a viewpoint of like you. I can't sit here and say that I've heard anybody who I know who has like a negative view on like Matthew McConaughey. Right. And um, the dude is a teacher down at the University of Texas. Wow. He's a professor. And uh, I mean, the guys does some pretty cool stuff, you know, so like. I don't know what you could have thought of or what you might have thought of. Like, what was your thoughts when we started this whole concept of being like well liked and well respected? Because, like I said, I tried to find some like examples of like who I might think of being well liked and who I might think of as well, well respected. So, what the hell came to your mind whenever we started this? idea for an episode um first thing that came to my mind was this is going to be really difficult because at first didn't know which one i'd prefer and i don't know if this is going off 
topic. I'll give t- 10 seconds of attention to the Matthew McConaughey thing. I think that's awesome because he's actually like, I think, I don't know if you identify as a stoic, but I'd see you and I as both stoics or at least have like values that we hold that are similar to stoicism in certain actions and uh, beliefs. Yeah. Um, but anyway, Matthew McConaughey was a great example because of his like just hard perseverance and respect and goals towards his family, close friends, like he has like, I think it's like three categories where it's like spiritually, family, and career. And it, he like keeps in check and balances with all the three. That Not really related to so much what we're talking about, but I find it interesting, the underlying underpinnings of trying to understand why is he so well-liked and so respected. Another like 10 seconds I'll add to, I think one of those people, it's hard to pin down because certain people don't like Certain people just like, I think Ashton Kutcher would be a great example, but then some people just find him annoying. And I'm like, this guy is a genius level IQ <clears throat> and he plays dumb people on TV and he's hilarious, nails it. But yeah. he's actually like super intelligent. And then he runs like an investment funding thing where you take your change from your dollar, you round it up. And then that becomes part of your investment strategy. Like that guy runs that, but then he also is a like well-rounded actor and on top of that he's played some iconic roles on top of that he works to prevent sex trafficking and like modern day slavery and it's like wow that guy should be one of the most respected and well-liked people on the planet as far as like doing good but some people still don't like him when he said that 50 percent, i had not thought about that at all i'm like oh it's a good way to measure that like, yeah over 50 percent. that's a good result to say you're more than not and i'm like okay well damn that's a hard scale because some people are like oh, two and a half men he should have never been on it now i don't like him like, there's probably plenty of people who don't like him just because of two and a half men and it's like i've watched that i think he did it i think he did a good job but uh other people won't like him because of the ranch the ranch is a little bit political but you know it it is what it is it's like a zeitgeist for our time it's like capturing Another perspective on how everybody sees the world. If you go put on CW, you'll get the other side. Yeah. Which is annoying. I don't like either one of them, but <laughs> but then I'll take I'll tolerate the TV show. Um, it's like I don't respect what they're doing, but I like the TV show enough to keep me interested. Yeah. One of the first things I thought about, <clears throat> I thought about two things, and I don't know if it's too early to expand on either one of these, but I the only way is I could decide if I like to be respected or liked better was. Um, through Maslow's hierarchy and I was like I feel like esteem was on there and I had to look it up to find out where esteem was and I found esteem was right over right above love and belonging and I was like huh well I had a natural instinct my first kind of instinct was I feel like I'd want to be respected because that it seems that whichever one you're not getting is more important than the other I'm not sure if this is something I would want to share clip on like a live thing for later but at work like there's certain times my coworker and I, we generally like each other. He perceived that I left like something messy behind and then left a part on like our measuring equipment. And so since then, he's just like fucking with different things before I get in. I'm like, I know you might not appreciate me right now, but I'm still going to like do the things that are necessary for you to come in, even though you're like, he was talking shit about me to someone else. And I'm like, oh man, like I'm definitely keeping more on top of my game. But I think you kind of have a respect debit. And I think respect debit and likeness debit fall under like Covey's, Covey's uh, emotional bank account. So I think you 
give it as much as you receive it. I'm going to try to see if I can find where I have Maslow's hierarchy. So where does love connect into, does love connect to being well-respected or does love connect to being well-liked? What did esteem connect to? Um, esteem, so esteem, it's defined as confidence, achievement, respect of others, respect by others. And then love and belonging was friendship, family, and sexual intimacy, which you need you need to meet that first, kind of. You need to make sure that as you climb up the ladder, it's like your shelter, food, all that stuff is going to be at the bottom. And then your basic necessities. necessities. Yeah. And then you have some like relationships and then your love and sense of belonging, which I'm putting that in love. I'm putting like in that category. Um, some might argue somewhere else, but I say love and belonging. That would be like liking. But in order to get to that level of esteem and respect, you need to achieve that other one first. That needs to be met because you generally aren't capable of getting to the next level unless you're getting those met. So you probably would need a circle of people that you feel that like love and belonging and stuff. The important part that like the missing link for me that made this difficult was like you need to give and receive it having an imbalance of others which i feel myself sometimes i have an imbalance like i'll overextend and i'll be like really nice and kind to people like i can think of people in past jobs clients or employees or customers who i would give more respect than they're giving me and it's like oh, that feels like a jab and i think that's where it comes into whichever one you're not getting is more important than the other yeah maslow would disagree at this age i think we've experienced enough likeness love that we're like okay i've had it met at one point or another and if i feel a discrepancy with one individual i could shake it off because it doesn't mean anything but there are other times where certain people are in roles that affect you if that happens daily i think whichever one you're not getting met is more important than the other if you are going to not get something met. How do you go about getting, how do you go about filling that void? I think the respect is the more difficult one. Okay. And it depends on the person, their values, attitudes, and behaviors towards you. Because in those instances, say it is someone you work with and say that you're constantly coming by them. Let's say that they're not like, they don't have a lot of respect for you. They may have active ways of showing it or passive aggressive ways of showing it or avoidance, or it might be the awkward like smile that somebody comes by. They are like, Oh, Hey, but like the respect kind of goes in tandem with the likeness and the likeness. They're like, well now, after you've lost respect for somebody, their likability might go in tandem with that. But I think, yeah, it is a difficult topic to talk about, but I think respect is the one that hurts hurts more because, I don't know, it's like it feels like you're demoted, which I feel like that's a good way to understand it for Maslow's hierarchy. You, you legitimately feel like you've been demoted. The, <clears throat> for when, when I laid down this topic to us, I sat there and I was like, oh man, I want to lay down this topic because... I totally, I'm totally on the, I want to be well-respected, not even, I don't, I don't care to be liked. I just want to be well-respected. And then I sat there and I was trying to put together some notes and whatnot for this episode. And it hit me. I was like, man, I don't want to be either of these. Like I want to be well-loved because if I'm well-loved, then I am well-liked. And if I'm well-loved, then I am well-respected. And I think those two things, being well-liked and being well-respected, there are 
aspects to each concept build to the being well loved now i think i believe and my position is being well respected is way more important and that would bode to your statement of saying that the being well respected or not or the lack of being well respected is what hurts even way more than not being liked by someone and them so for instance your two employees or co-workers and this hey, is also like my current job this is like mainly thinking of old jobs yeah yeah, yeah. the so your co-workers and you don't have to like each other but you have to respect each other you both have a job to do you're there to make money it's not it's neither of your guys's company you're there to follow rules. You're there to follow procedures and to produce a product or produce an outcome or solve a, solve a problem. Mm -hmm. And that should be, mm -hmm. but we're human. And we want to be the person at work that not everybody wants to be this. So that is not what I'm trying to say. But uh, let's say that the majority or more people would prefer this. Now, that's even a bold statement to say. But... Regardless, everybody might want to be, well, yeah, that's how you can phrase it. Everybody might want to be well-liked at work. Be the person who people don't talk about behind behind your back in a negative way. People don't say anything like, oh, that person. Blah, 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 blah. Oh, yeah. Do you see how Steve did that? Like, no. Like, yeah. you want to be the person who... People feel like they can approach, people feel like they can talk to, people feel like they can confide in, mm -hmm. because then you being one of those kind of people are going to be the hub of communication in that actual company. I promise you that. doesn't matter what size of the company it is. Mm -hmm. If you are someone who can be a chameleon in the sense of being able to communicate with a vast variety of people and them confide in you and them share things with you then you are going to know a lot about what's going on with with the company that you work in mm -hmm. and that right then and there being well liked at a company is kind of a better thing man mm -hmm. like i can say this at different companies that i've worked at the person who is well respected mm -hmm. or might demand being well respected mm -hmm drives a different persona inside of the company than the person who doesn't care about what you think of them and is the person who ends up being the well-liked person. Not that they were striving to be well-liked, but mm -hmm. by not caring for your, you know, or demanding your respect and just mm -hmm. meeting you as an equal, they might end up boating themselves as the person who is more well-liked. And mm -hmm. I can say this, the person who's more well-respected at work is the person who, when they come around the corner, everybody like scurries because they're like, oh, I better be working because mm -hmm. Joe's here now, mm -hmm. you know, or, oh, crap, oh, we got to get back to work. Let's go, go, go. You know, like that person walking through the office, that person walking through the warehouse, that person walking through the production floor. Yeah, you know, there is definitely a different aura that comes off of that person. And that person might not even be like such a stickler mm -hmm. as what people perceive them as. You know, that's where I, th I think the perception of this is what ends up 
uh, it's the perception of the behold of the person who's taking on, you know, for let's say it's me, you know, taking on, do I want to be well-respected or Mm well-liked that perspective that I have of what it means to be well-respected is actually to have all those people be able to confide in me. I'm well-respected if all those people think that they can share their secrets with me or share stuff with me and confide in me. So it's just like this topic is so difficult to actually talk about because you are the well-liked person. Like I might be the well-liked person at work. I might not demand respect, Mm -hmm. but I might be the most respected person at work. You see how like this, like this topic can really go against itself. Mm -hmm. Now that's where you would end up wanting to lay down some parameters of what it really looks like to be well-liked. This is just a broad spectrum, but professionals who want to be well-liked tend to seek positive attention and approval. They engage in gossip rather than giving direct feedback. They try to please everyone. So the person who's trying to fight to be well-liked really opens themselves up to a bunch of like headaches and a bunch of, you know, not so good things because the guy who's trying to please everybody ultimately leaves someone feeling disrespected. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. You know, it doesn't matter how you do it. That person, someone might lead to feeling disrespected Mm -hmm. unless that person might be someone who's trying to recognize what the importance of being respected over being Mm well-liked, who is going to be someone who is going to shoot the honesty even in the crowd when it is not something that is kosher to be said. Mm -hmm. You know, being blunt when everybody wants daffodils and dandelions Mm -hmm. Is not easy to do, but someone needs to do it if the ship wants to keep sailing correctly, right? So the person who's trying to, the person who is more focused on being well-respected demands a different persona and aura and vibe to that office or factory or production facility than the person who's trying to be well-liked who might engage in some gossip because they want to be like, they want to be on the in crowd. Mm -hmm. You know, I want to be, Oh, I got to be a part of like the squad. So I got to talk about Sally because Steve's over here chatting about Sally. So I'm going to jump in their conversation at the water cooler and start Mm -hmm. talking about Sally. It is interesting. It sounds like it's wrapped up between like the words of like diligent or popular. It seems like those are kind of the two routes. It's I've, feel like honestly this was a topic that was kind of like a double-edged sword for us mm-hmm. to even try to discuss because ultimately it's the perspective of the person that we're talking to mm-hmm. what is that definition of being well liked for you so versus fun. being respected it's funny i actually pulled up i hadn't used my like binder dictionary in a long time i've had it since like 2007 since eighth grade it's funny you had a you had a relic from eighth grade, different relic. But uh, right before this, you showed me another relic from eighth grade. But um, mine was a 2006 Webster's dictionary, and I looked up the definitions of love, 
not love, uh, like and respect. Respect, it was esteem or admiration, consideration, a feature or a detail. That would be like, you know, something like in respect to or respectively, but like um, worthy of esteem, conventional. And I thought worthy of esteem, that was really good. And admiration, that was really good to like kind of hone in, resonate. But then under like, I have to enjoy or be inclined towards, show a preference for, uh, similar or similar in a same manner. To compare is also like there's, so that was the lichen and likeness, a representation likewise also. So I was like thinking, oh, so like, not only is it like a simile to becoming like similar, but also it seems like in those, in that definition is multi variations of the word like, likeness, likewise, lichen. It's comparing yourself to other people and it's like, are they similar? And oh. I have a preference for that, what is similar. But then respect, it's like, I admire, hold that person to being worthy of esteem. And I'm like, huh. Well, in that case, if I'm looking up the direct definitions, my immediate gut instinct is like, I definitely would rather be admired, have worthiness and esteem than someone or something that is similar to me. That I yeah. It's like, I definitely would rather have respect then because it's appreciating me at the core of me. So it's almost like maybe a good way to think about that Maslow's hierarchy is like, now that you've climbed to the top of a building or near the top and you look out, you do not want to go back down. <laughs> You're like, I'll give up. I'll give up some of the likeness and stuff because I, I have my people compartmentalized and I can still have that. I still have that compartmentalized with plenty of people. I don't need to be loved by everyone. Do need that certain level of respect. I think you made a good point about the like and respect is like you know what rises to the top is love out of those like but i also when i saw these i was like my immediate gut was i definitely would rather be admired and seemed as worthy of esteem and i'm like huh. especially if somebody i think not especially it's very interesting just to imagine different levels above you as far as respect someone who has a lot of your respect like imagine somebody who is in the field that you are in and they're levels above you super successful everybody likes them and respects them imagine if you don't get respect from that person how much you will feel so downgraded but even i don't know if it's worse or better if someone who you don't respect as much doesn't respect you say that there's somebody that you have 80 percent of respect for instead of that hundred i was just talking about say you have 80 percent, and that person disrespects you you're like, wow, I feel like a peon. Like that this feels awful and feel very expendable. Do you think the person who you don't respect them, but they respect you, does any negativeness to you? And what I mean by that is not like now, if you're someone who's trying to be respected or being well respected as a conglomerate, that would mean that you would want to be respected by people who fall into i mean if you're we're talking we're talking same level colleagues mm -hmm. level basis or mm -hmm. someone who's working on the same kind of things as you are like say you're a lumberjack and this other guy's a lumberjack right yeah. down the road from you mm -hmm. and i don't have respect for him but he has all this respect for me because mm -hmm. i don't have respect for the way he does business and all this different kind of stuff mm -hmm. now does that end up being a negative situation because what i mean by that is if i don't have respect for that person but they have respect for me can that end up attacking my own psyche i feel like it 
kind of weighs a toll whether like necessarily bad for you or not it does like i don't know it depends if you can separate yourself from that like subject object relationship yeah so i don't know I so if your person if your personality was so tagged mm-hmm. to that being a lumberjack mm-hmm. then yes like if that guy is not respected in the industry or is and you don't understand why because you know how he does business and then you're he you don't have respect for him but he has respect for you if mm-hmm. everything that you have your personality is tagged into mm-hmm. that lumberjack mm-hmm. and that business then yeah i think that would be a detriment but that's where you have to have that discernment and personal awareness mm-hmm. to be able to continue to separate things in your life mm-hmm. and be able to deviate the likeness and the respect and then also be able to understand that fuck does this what what is this doing for myself mm-hmm. and that's what i thought was so fantastic about the definition of respect mm-hmm. was that it was centered around the core of your own personal being mm-hmm. your own respect for yourself mm-hmm. your self respect mm-hmm. and up in the dictionary and maslow it's pretty fantastic to me to think of then this isn't even like this question it might even become rhetorical Mm -hmm. to be honest with you if you're someone who has the mindset Mm -hmm. like we might have or has the mindset of wanting to be similar to Mm -hmm. people to be able to have relationships with people but individual in your own uniqueness of those similar mm-hmm. traits or activities or hobbies that's a very interesting take while you were saying that i was like trying not to think about was thinking about next and i was like oh from what you're talking about this is really it resonates with me i was gonna say it's really good i don't know if it's really good it resonates with me um as you're saying that i was thinking huh i always believe uh, in this statement since i heard it Um, service is the rent we pay for occupying space on earth on the planet. So I thought about that with respect as you were saying that I am under the fundamental belief that everybody starts with respect like a blank slate, at least from me, I give respect. If somebody's a person, they have my respect to start. And then it kind of, since it's a blank slate, they could make some marks on it and I could be like, all right, like it's still valuable piece of slate yeah but like you keep marking it up without like bringing some sandpaper in and polishing it off then no, my respect's gonna be a little bit the same goes for the way i see the planet service is the rent we pay for occupying space on earth i think with respect it kind of goes the same way like service and exchange and nice things or just like <laughs> if you don't have any interaction with that person they don't if they don't bother you then respect <laughs> like like all right now i'm at the age where I have so many people that I know that it's like, if I know you, you haven't done me wrong, haven't done anything wrong to anybody I know. We don't talk. You have my respect. It's already it's already earned. Nothing happened against it. But I think um, I think that was a fantastic point to point out, because right then and there, that service to uh, service or taking up our taking up space Mm -hmm. service is for taking up. Fuck me, tit. What did Mm -hmm. you say? Um, service is the rent we pay for taking up space on the earth. So that right there for me, mm-hmm. just instantaneously thought popped into my head 
driving down a road and some dude throws his pop can out the car. Oh, I, I immediately have some disrespect on my mind. Oh, my goodness. So right then and there, thought about that. I thought about how these two terms, well-liked, would be the lowest tier for me. This would be being the popular kid, almost, you know, and then being well-respected would be the next level for me in terms of, I don't even know how you would classify that into categories, Mm -hmm. but I like that the well-liked is the concept of, I, I like how much I am just like all these other people. And I was like, instantaneously, that to me, like, boom, just knocked it out of the, knocked it out of the park. Mm -hmm. Now, the well-respected totally is where I'm at and want to be, but I'm definitely putting the well-loved above the all the way up. Mm -hmm. So my category of meeting any new person and driving down the road and seeing the guy who throws his pop can out, the law of attraction definitely is a real thing whenever we start saying, I have to put out the respect to be able to get the respect back. So if you're a coworker, I have to make sure I do everything that is my part of the project or my part of the job Mm -hmm. to be able to make sure that you can do every part of the job in your aspect. Mm -hmm. Now that respect I have to give to be able to receive Mm -hmm. the law of attraction. Mm -hmm. So I don't not love Mm -hmm. that guy for Mm -hmm. throwing his pop can out the car, Mm -hmm. but I do not respect that guy for throwing his pop can out the yeah. car. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So I've never met the person. They've never done any harm to me. They've never done anything negative, but seeing him disrespect the earth was what was now the negative thing to me. Mm-hmm. And it's just the, you were boom. Well-respected is gone, man. Mm-hmm. And I don't even think you could be categorized as in the well-liked. Like it's, what the hell you know why even why i don't know why we are still at a place where people think that it's okay to just throw a pop can out their car or drive through these cities and throw litter like what the hell man i here's my here's my point here's my point and this is what chaps my ass about the whole fucking thing (laughs) i love that phrase if you are such a peasant that you can you feel that it's okay to eat in your car and that's not saying that i don't eat in my car i'm just saying if you're someone who seriously thinks that you have to throw that out because you don't want it to be trash inside your car you ate inside your car to make a mess don't tell me those crumbs didn't get all over the place bullshit i've detailed enough cars to know where all those crumbs are falling man don't act like your car is so spick and spam that you can't leave a pop can or you can't leave a McDonald's a bag, bag. Yeah, or bag. something in your car until you get home or get to the street corner mm-hmm. and pull into a parking lot and throw it in a trash can somewhere. At least you could do it throw it at the trash can. Goodness gracious. At least. Like, what the hell is wrong with these people, man? You, your car is not that nice if you were eating in it. <laughs> I can't. I actually can't believe when I see people throw stuff out of the way. The thing that's kind of crazy, I'm always baffled on, is like cigarette butts. It's like, so I'm not like, I'm not gonna say I never smoked a cigarette, but I don't smoke cigarettes. And uh, I remember it was one point throwing one out the window. You're like, 
oh man, I'm kind of to do that. But then imagine that <laughs> happening every day. We were like constantly throwing it out. I was like, well, what am I going to do? Hold on to it and then throw it away later? Is like, that's what you're supposed to do. Yeah. And it, it would, if some cigarette companies had some respect, they would at the very least be like, hey, please don't litter. <laughs> if you put that label on there, it's amazing because most of the people say that doesn't work and most of the people would be right. But sometimes... When you put things on there, some people pay attention. Um, has to be big enough and bold enough. A lot of times, like if you see like Surgeon General says, don't smoke this, <laughs> you won't see that. That's but, marketing 101, man. Like yeah. people, I, I started digging into how to market your YouTube, how to market all this different mm-hmm. stuff, how to market your brand. And I was learning all about that kind of stuff. And mm-hmm. you basically like, you just got to be as deceitful as possible to get people's eyes on your product or on your message to be able to want to buy your product. It's That's what they do. That's what marketing is. How do I get the viewer's eyes? How do I get the viewer's attention in any way possible? So right then and there, we just already blown up our whole capacity for what is actually the definition of these statements. Because if we're not, I don't think we're holding ourselves truly accountable enough to put out content, to create stuff, to just, we're trying to deceive people is what it seems like. And it seems like our society has transitioned into this where we're trying to think of somebody who's well-liked and well-respected and we're like, well, he, they don't, there's a whole shit ton of people who don't like him because he did two and a half men. Yeah. And you're like, holy shit. Like, is that really what we have turned ourselves into as a, as a collective? Yeah, the guy stops modern days, not stops. He helped prevent modern day slavery and we're like, but he, I don't even like him on two and a half men. It's just nuts. It's nuts. Like, what is that? What are the parameters for the collective society? And why have we transitioned into this, these beings that just, just like to get upset with each other so much or like to, we're caught it. Oh, here we go. Seems like we're constantly trying to find the fl- the flaws in other people to feel better about the flaws that we have in ourselves. I think it also comes down to like tribalism too. Like every story that we know or tell, like not know or tell, but all classic like movies, there's an antagonist usually. Okay. And I feel like when you mentioned like the flaws and I think about it as like the likeness, but like the antagonist is a lot of things that are the reverse or inverse of us. So like we're comparing that likeness to ourselves and makes them the antagonist, which like it's crazy that we even are kind of programmed towards that. Like that anytime we have the outsider, like, oh no, they're the outsider. So then that likeness kind of, because they're different, that might be seen as those flaws. I think it's kind of kind of mind-blowing and mind-boggling to think about that and i think maybe it's part of our evolution that respect had come along because then we could procreate imagine keep saying like more than ever now but imagine you have an in-law and this is like between now and caveman time period like you have an in-law and say maybe that you don't like the in-law but you respect the in-law maybe i'll just say that this is crude tool and weapons time period maybe at that time instead of going to kill you your 
in-law let you live and it's like all right now respect has become part of the equation now you get to procreate and i get to have a grandchild now that lineage gets to go further holy crap crazy to think about like i I think it has to be like it's right now a hypothesis but it has to be like oh yeah at a certain point once we learned how to respect then we got to move further on plus not to mention what you've mentioned about communication without respect and communication our amount of like synchronicity is like it's like again this is crazy our amount of synchronicity i would argue is probably below 40 percent Jeez, i said like again i'd say it's under 40 percent being at an office and not being well being well respected for the wrong reason versus mm-hmm. the what i would argue is the right reason of just being that person who people think that they can come to and talk to and be greeted with honesty, but also, you know, compassion at the same time mm-hmm. is going to outweigh anything else that we talk about outside of being well loved. You know, well loved for me is going to continue to be that everlasting top of the pyramid, mm-hmm. the end all be all. If I am walking through life, Loving everybody mm-hmm. and just being okay and loving myself. Mm-hmm. Because if I have the love for myself and I have the respect for myself mm-hmm. and I like myself enough, mm-hmm. there ain't jack that I need from anybody else. Mm-hmm. That's where our society, though, or being a part of a society, though, changes the whole ball game. Because, yeah. Sure, I can go off into the woods and I can build a little hut and I can spend my entire rest of my existence by myself Mm -hmm. if I have enough respect for myself, if I have enough love for myself. What what kind of existence might that be? Mm -hmm. Pretty lonely one. You know, that experience, yeah, that might be an experience and you might have some amazing things that happen to you and you might transcend yourself because of putting yourself into solidarity and not allowing yourself to have all those interactions with all these different people. And we've seen this from some different movies or different Mm -hmm. characters from movies of them being alone or by themselves for prolonged periods of time and how they drastically changed as a person or have a different mindset or had to learn different skills to be able to survive versus being in these societies or or around other people and around communities where when you're in solidarity and you're all by yourself and you're just out in the woods now i'm everything whereas it being inside the society or being even just in a community it doesn't have to be modern day society like we have now in a big city we could be talking as primitive as pilgrims even even farther back is aboriginal aborigine style whatever you know huts and forging everything and everything's organic and you're killing every uh, there's a squad that goes out and kills all the meat for the day and that kind of stuff Mm. you know i don't think it matters what level of society or what level of community you put yourself into you set yourself up for progression in an expansive way in my personal thoughts Mm -hmm. you know the guy who's sitting alone by himself is only going to have his thoughts to ponder on Mm -hmm. versus the person who is allowed themselves Mm -hmm. to be put into a society subjected themselves to this everlasting mind fuck (laughs) to put it as blunt as you possibly can that is communicating and dealing 
and interacting with others that have the same capabilities of you. This supercomputer that's inside of your head that my supercomputer is a little wired a little bit different than your supercomputer. And your supercomputer might have a lot more lineage to it differently than my supercomputer. Mm-hmm. You know, so interacting with someone like interacting with another supercomputer and trying to navigate those pathways of communication and interaction is what leads us to putting parameters onto these things that don't even need to be there and i know it's crazy to think like oh well this is our this is our words these are our this is english like this is what we speak to each other this is how we communicate but do Do we really need to put parameters onto these things? I don't know if we have to, because once you start categorizing these different levels, that's when you start building the the separation. So just putting yourself into a community and just free-forming it to a place where you're going to have to deal with people who aren't going to put in as much as you put in. You're going to have to deal with the guy who's the town idiot. You know, <laughs> We'll put it that way. You're going to have to deal with the person who's not going to show up when they said they were going to show up. Mm-hmm. Now, when we start putting these categories to it, that's when it allows us to build those programs and to build those, those the I would say the scales uh, or numbering system of, mm. you know, well, this person I have X amount of respect for and X amount of likeness for. And this person I have, uh, I really don't love that person because mm. I don't. I can't deal with that. I can't deal with them doing the things that they do. And you're like, whoa, 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 whoa. You always got to have the love. Mm. You know, you... That's where that's why the love is not in the same conversation Mm -hmm. as these two these two aspects. Mm -hmm. For me, these are the two lower vibrations. These are the two lower sets of if I'm rocking, if I'm rocking in the well liked, then I'm stuck in my root chakra, my sacral chakra. I'm Mm -hmm. stuck in my low vibrations. Mm -hmm. And if I'm rocking in the wanting to be well-respected, then I'm starting to move up into my throat and I'm starting to move up into my heart Mm -hmm. and that kind of stuff. And then if I'm past all of this kind of stuff, Mm -hmm. I have transcended. And the reason why I think that's cool is the Mm -hmm. respect thing. You have to have the respect for yourself before you can have respect for anybody else. Mm -hmm. Because if you don't have respect for yourself, then you're not going to have anything for anybody else. That being Mm -hmm. tagged to, for you, you have to have a heart for yourself before you can transcend up to having a mind that transcends back to wanting to send out that love to Mm -hmm. others. So hitting that respect Mm -hmm. into this area, walking out of the fear and into the courage Mm -hmm. and having courage of loving yourself, having courage of loving others Mm -hmm. and starting to build that and respect them ultimately transcends Mm -hmm. you to the place where you can now emanate that Christ consciousness Mm -hmm. and love out onto others. Mm -hmm. But then, I mean, if you're sitting in this dimension, this plane that we're in, we're obviously not these higher beings that are transcending dimensions and walking through like Dr. Strange, you know, into parallel universes right now. Mm -hmm. We're, we don't have those capabilities at Mm -hmm. this density 
that you and I are at right now. However, we have the ability to become that. But being stuck here in this concept right now allows us to play around with terms like being well-liked and being well-respected mm-hmm. that put us into, okay, I, I now know that that person who is so focused on being well-liked, well, they need more love. Okay. I need to show that person more love than the person who's more focused on being well-respected because mm-hmm. the person who's being or working on the well-respected is working on themselves first to ultimately be able to give and receive that respect. So the person who's still stuck in wanting to be the popular kid or wanting to be the person who fits in with the crowd is the person who needs more love from you. Mm -hmm. And they need to be shown more compassion. And they need to be brought up. And they need to have more time spent Mm -hmm. with them and more attention put onto them because they are obviously or potentially definitely craving that from others. And being someone who doesn't focus on the same thing as that person, so being someone who can walk down to their, and I don't mean it in a sense of like they're in a lower state or whatever, but they kind of are, but walk down to that level and not be consumed by that scenario. So being the person who can walk through life and a group of people are sitting in a corner at work and they're talking about Sally and you walk over into it. Now, you don't have to tell these people, don't talk about Sally anymore, but you don't say anything when it's your turn to speak. Mm -hmm. You don't have anything to say negative Mm -hmm. or to even communicate about Sally. Mm -hmm. You know, it's not that you have to always be the person who is fighting those battles and Mm -hmm. constantly trying to attack people whenever they're doing their wrongdoing. Sometimes just literally being that example can go way farther than the person who's going to attack those people. Because, go ahead. There's a good thing that uh, Stephen Covey, I think that he stands in for a lot of good parts of this conversation. And one of them is he talks about something my mom told me. And I think she either just knew it, learned from experience or learned from him. If somebody's talking about someone else in front of you, like bad talking, bad mouthing, I think is the words he used. Someone's bad mouthing someone else in front of you. You can be sure that they're also bad mouthing you behind you. Yeah. So by not engaging in that, showing everyone that you don't do that, like that's just something you don't do. So then you earn some of that emotional bank account with them because you don't talk about other people negatively behind their back and you establish credibility. And then that person knows like, Hey, you have a little bit more of my respect towards you for not engaging it at all. Whether or not you agree, like say that that person is making your life a little bit harder. Yeah. Say that that person will just put a random circumstance. They're one level below. Well, I'm not going to use engineers as an example, but I am. Uh, Let's say that there's like four engineers in a room. Then somebody who is a level below them, he's just fucking up and making their days harder. And they have to spend an hour and a half each week making up for something that they should already know how to do. Yeah. And then you walk in. There's a room already full of four engineers. You walk in. You're just grabbing some ice. And they're talking shit. That fucking dumbass. Like, man, I don't know who whose dick he sucked to get in here, but you know, yeah, I probably shouldn't say that part. I don't know who whose uh, 
whose nephew this is, but this this guy's nephew just fucking up left and right. Well, by walking in there and they're like, Nickel, what did, what did you think, man? I'm sure he, you know, you get the worst out of all of us. You uh, you spend probably three hours each week making up for his mistakes just because you're on the same shift and like you're grabbing ice and you're like, well, I mean, the guy's still learning. And to be honest, I mean, what else am I going to do? I don't really, you know, my day I have, I get all my work done pretty quickly and you know, I don't mind if he's still learning. The guy's only been here for like three months. How long do you think you can get good at a job in three months? I was like, I don't know. For me, it started to take me like a full year to get really my head wrapped around this position. And then, you know, even still, I learn new stuff every day. So it makes my life a little bit harder, but I'd be sitting there twiddling my thumbs for the rest of the day. So why not? And yeah. I'd just walk out and then they'll be like, wow, I feel kind of like a piece of crap for talking shit because... This guy comes in so mature and I, I'm just going to pretend those other four engineers are in 35 and up and then just walk it out there. They could go one of two ways. They go, that fucking asshole. Or <laughs> they could be like, I'm a fucking asshole. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It'll all decide on the perception of the people. But I, I mm-hmm. think even after, you know, that first time, mm-hmm. those people, you might walk out of the room and they go, fuck is he smoking? You know, yeah. this guy's an absolute clown. You a know, lot of people are trying to de- deflect too off that. And then, but I think if you did it consecutively, so more and more, and just if you did that type of style of mm-hmm. approaching situations like that, you're going to see probably some systematical changes mm-hmm. or absolutely exponential changes that end up happening mm-hmm. around you and to the people that are ultimately affected by. Mm-hmm your daily, you know, tat your daily life. You know, the people who you work with. You know, the guy who's the guy who's the jag in the back corner who's mm-hmm. always screwing up, like you said. Mm-hmm. You know, that guy, he might not even want to be well liked. Mm-hmm. He might just want to not be in existence. You know? So he yeah. might not even he might not even want to be a part of the conglomerate of mm-hmm. those four guys. You know, that's what he's ultimately he's working at that same place. You know, he's obviously training to get into that crew. Mm -hmm. He might not even want to be well liked by those guys. Mm -hmm. So he might not even be on this beginning scale. I think this is pretty wild that we Mm -hmm. literally came up with this being like almost in concession with like the chakras and the vibrations Mm -hmm. and the, you know, I was trying to figure out the last one. I have a signal on here, but I got to look up. The last, uh, the one that's at the top, because as you described the chakra, it, um, not the chakra, but um, the self actualization. What's oh. on the top of the Maslow's hierarchy? Because it seemed like you were. You don't have the internet on this, Papa. I thought I did, but I know I got it on my phone. Self actualization, Maslow. So you're living your highest potential, is what it says. But there has to be better ones. Okay, so at the top, it's morality, creativity spontaneity acceptance experience purpose meaning and inner potential i feel like there's it shares some relationship with other like developmental theories but i think it's like kind of whenever you're use the word transcendental and i'm like yeah that feels like it resonates with that but you're kind of rising above the sea like i feel like i i transcend what's popular and what i might not need but i think you kind of put on now you hit the nail on the head when you said like by showing love, then you can kind of look above and see down below who really needs to be liked and help them get up to a level of respect. 
And I think it's so awesome that self-esteem is that level, that level of respect. Yeah. Now, we've talked about it really needs to start from inside because then you're not giving an authentic level of respect. Something that I was talking about in some facets, I compartmentalize with certain people. I might really feel that need for respect and others I don't. But like, it's very interesting. I think once you're up above in that level of self-actualization, looking down, you can see who needs the love and who needs the respect and then who else is also with you. And certainly you'll be able to see the lower levels too, and that might devastate you. That's when we come along the lines of maybe that is what really gives us a huge, like higher purpose is being those stewards of environment. Most religions, they say that we're supposed to be, not most religions that I'm familiar with, which is only a few. Yeah. <laughs> they say we're supposed to be stewards for our environment. And like that quote, I, I wish I knew who said it, but service is the rent we pay for occupying space on this earth. And uh, I think that really captures what it would be like to be at the top of the pyramid. Dude, to to end off this episode. Mm -hmm. So I posted a video this past week. Okay. Mm -hmm. And it was mainly I asked the question. Uh, I asked, would you sacrifice yourself for the collective to have all the lights clicked back on. And what I meant by that is not in some crucifixion style, you know, Christ takeout. I'm saying just your, your soul leaves your avatar and goes off into another dimension and everyone here gets the lights clicked back on. Mm -hmm. And I said, I would totally do it. Now that's not me asking you for you to answer that question unless you want to. Mm -hmm. But there was a lady who commented on my video mm -hmm. and she said you're a bodhisattva a bodhisattva okay so the bodhisattva this is this is that something like egyptian like a self like protector sacrifice thing it makes the, me think of the mummy returns the a bodhisattva is in buddhism okay a person who is able to reach nirvana but delays doing so out of compassion in order to save suffering beings. So the bodhisattva, very simply, bodhisattvas are beings who work for the enlightenment of all beings, not just themselves. They vow not to enter nirvana until all beings enter nirvana together. So I read this like oh. article about like Buddhas versus bodhisattvas. Mm -hmm. And they said that there's plenty of Buddhas that are in this world right now. And those are people who can just literally walk through life and just not be phased by, you know, the distractions, not be phased by the headaches, not be phased by, you know, it, it is what it is, mm -hmm. you know, that kind of mentality, walk through life with, uh, not so much peace, not, not that it's like full peace of mind, but like serenity, not being yeah, not much. being phased. And the bodhisattvas are people who are ultimately trying to help other people mm -hmm. like awaken or become enlightened. And that they, I was like, I was like kind of honored mm -hmm. to be called one. Mm -hmm. But then at the same time, I was like, this is a, this is a, it's kind of a burden. It's a burden. Yeah. It's a burden. So I'm literally, if that's, what I signed up for, my soul, if that's what my soul signed up for, I got to chill here until the last son of a bitch decides to finally wake the hell up and we all move into full enlightenment together. What the? What the? Fuck? <laughs> that's kind of a cool, like, uh, 
thread to pull on for like a movie plot. The last, the last man to like be like, all right, we gotta get. It's like Noah's Ark except your load. I get. It's like oh, I got two more. Yeah, I didn't even know what that term was. She called me and she said, "You're a bodhisattva," and I didn't even know what that was. And I looked it up, and I was like instantaneously saw that and i was like holy shit mm-hmm. that is literally like resonates with me so hard so hard i feel like i'd probably be that but on the lower level of like respect like for me i think i probably am trying to pull so many people up to respect yeah that it kind of gives me a little bit less self-respect by doing so and it's like me almost like there's a ladder if you could think picture remember donkey kong looks like with the ladders yeah yeah. it's like that with me with maslow's hierarchy of like i'm trying to pull up one more person by over respecting them and under respecting me so it's like i'm trying to it's interesting you mentioned the collective earlier is like i'm almost trying to like help the collective by helping overextend and over respect i'm coming to learn as i'm more individuate um for anyone watching and listening, Bowen's uh, theory of, I don't know what his theory is, Bowen Family Counseling, look him up, he's awesome. But me trying to de- me trying to individuate and set boundaries is the answer. But I also am not mature enough to set those boundaries very well. And I think something else we talked about with stoicism is you have to be prepared in life like pretty much in advance for things to come at you and hit you. And mostly it's people when he was like talking about Robert Greene. He talked about you have to be prepared for people to be like cruel and like unjust and if you prepare for that in advance like prepare for it's almost like boxing know what kind of strikes and blows are coming so you can absorb them or like defend or parry or dodge strike back but prepare for those things in advance and then you'll be equipped better and for me i think mine's probably boundaries so that i probably over respect which is a mind-blowing thought to me like you can over respect someone is like well yeah if they keep taking out more of your like emotional bank account don't keep respecting them yeah give them like an eight out of ten or a seven out of ten go don't go like try to be too likable in that sense because you're like imagine i've done this before where someone's kind of been a dick to you at work not saying my current job but at work the next day you walk by, you're like, oh, hey, how's it going, Tom? And it was like, no, don't do that shit. <laughs> you're like, I don't know, maybe say something. Hey, morning. Like, don't be mean, but don't, like, overextend yourself. Like, like you're almost at, at that point at kissing their ass, but maybe you are, depending on if that's how you treat everybody, which me, I treat everybody kind of that. But now as I'm getting older, I'm like, don't overextend. Dial those boundaries back because I'm learning you only have so much energy for so many people. So then you're like, all right, my circle's getting smaller and I'm starting to realize like the amount of attention you give, I think it needs to like be narrowed to what your goals are. Yeah. So that's where I feel like I'm at. I'm uh, pulling people up to that respect level, but my respect is not fully developed because I overextend my respect. Yeah. No, I know exactly what you're saying. I, I definitely feel like I do a lot of that too, where you're just, you try to give more than you give to yourself. Mm-hmm. And by not having anything left in the tank, you now have just absolutely depleted. And now you're wiped out and you're like, why don't I go do these things that I want to go do? Oh, because I'm having all this respect for all these other people and I'm not, I'm not beating myself up. And, and I don't mean beating yourself mm-hmm. up, but I'm not holding myself accountable Mm-hmm. to do the things that I wanted to do for myself mm-hmm. because I've people pleased arguably. And it's funny, this theme comes up for us a lot, but um, you know, like we had in the last podcast, I'm pretty sure we mentioned it in the previous one was, you know, 
you should work harder on yourself than you do at your job. And whether that's like the role that you're fulfilling in your career or your job, like as a, I don't want to say parent, cause that's obviously most important, but like, yeah, you got to take care of yourself, but like work harder than I'd say career is a good one. Work harder on yourself than you do at your job. You should still work hard at your job. <laughs> like 100%, 110%. But then don't forget about yourself at a certain point. If you are, then you're going to be... Another Covey thing is you're going to be driving without stopping for gas. Eventually, you're going to be running out. And there's another one he said, Abraham Lincoln, which I was going to mention him. Like and respected. But then the like is the controversial one. It was like, should have been well liked by everybody. Uh, but the zeitgeist got him. Um, in the sense of self, work on yourself and everything, the secondary thing Covey says that Abraham Lincoln said, like if he had four hours to cut down a tree, he spent the first hour sharpening the saw. Okay. So I think that's how we like kind of need to treat life and our self-development, our self-respect. One, develop that sense of self-respect, then to be able to give that respect, and then to be able to receive the respect. And then we can move to, I think, love. Like I think that higher level, like you're saying, they don't categorize it as that, but I think love as like the steward who can help everyone kind of, I don't know what that word you said was for Buddhism, but I think that is a very useful and it's kind of like the hero's journey too. It was like, you're trying to become the best version of yourself and bring other people with you. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, it's a wild Bodhisattva. Bodhisattva mm -hmm. is the term and I finally know how to say it well. I find it more interesting than the other version than the Buddhists. <laughs> the Buddhists. Yeah. So I I think that overall we really honed this in. We honed mm -hmm. it into if you're not even on the board of wanting to be well liked, then you are in a probably a pretty dark spot. And mm -hmm. we want to show those people even more love mm -hmm. than we show the person who's trying to fit in with the crowd. Mm -hmm. And we're using career because of our age and because mm -hmm. of what we experience and mm -hmm. what we deal with on a daily basis. So the person who's not trying to fit in with the rest of the people at work, mm -hmm. and that doesn't have to be the person who's working on, you know, becoming separate from that, you know, because I, that's me right now. Like mm -hmm. I'm working on trying to get out of my job at some point in time mm -hmm. and have my own empire and that kind of stuff and my own business and whatnot so but when i'm at work i'm trying to be as a part of the team as possible and i'm trying to do everything that i can and i'm trying to communicate with people and i'm making sure that i take that time to allow people to talk to me and allow people to build that relationship with me even though i won't be there later on so the person who doesn't even want to be well liked in the sense of being like everybody else or being a part of the team that person is in a dark place. We need to get them up to at least that part. Mm -hmm. The person who's stuck in just being well-liked and just being a part of the crowd, that's the person. They need some love. Let's get them up to well wanting to be respected. Mm -hmm. That person who's in respect mm -hmm. has now stepped into courage and is going to work on themselves. And once we get them to work on themselves and we build that self-esteem and that self-respect, that's when you can start emanating or emulating or however the fuck I am supposed to say emulating that word. Sounds like good. Yeah. Respect onto others. Mm -hmm. And then once you've gotten to that point where it's, you know, you've built up that respect, that's when you finally build all the way to the top and you're living love, you're emulating emulating love, you are illuminating it mm -hmm. is probably a better way to say illuminating mm -hmm. love onto others. And you have now basically you've beat the whole system. Mm -hmm. You're all the way at the top. 
There ain't no going down. There ain't, I mean, you can't come down, but there ain't no going any higher than that. You're there. So well-liked, well-respected. The two of us stand on the sense of you totally want to work on the respect over the like. And this was another kick-ass episode. We've already met like at some point. Yes. Okay. So you got to work what you got to work your way through the system mm-hmm. because you have to understand the system mm-hmm. to be able to respect why you don't come back down mm-hmm. to a different level or mm-hmm. allow yourselves to be dragged down. Mm-hmm. So yes, I do. You do got to work your way through mm-hmm. the hierarchy without a doubt. I like that. Mm-hmm. I like that. <laughs> yeah. You, you got to move up before you can, you can always like move back down a little bit, but like yeah, you, you got to climb the totem pole, but you generally don't get to one without hitting the next. I mean, you you might be able to jump. You might be able to try to jump and climb up the totem pole. You might jump one level. You might be able to jump past well liked, but you ain't getting past all of them, man. So yeah, no, I like I like exactly what you're saying. You have to work Mm -hmm. through these to have the respect or to have the understanding of each to ultimately be able to have the understanding of the entire conglomerate Mm -hmm. of how they're connected to each other and why they are the hierarchy system that they are so this was would you rather be well liked or well respected and we basically debunked that whole system so this was another fantastic episode of the dismount podcast catch us on all your socials your spotify's your apple music your wherever you get your podcast or your video log absolute video sensations we will see you sometime soon and as always don't trust us. Trust yourself, and we'll see you guys on the next one. Which created a respect paradigm? Holy shit.